direct from Newstalk ZB's team at Parliament, the Beehive Buzz. Beehive Buzz. It's time to talk to Newstalk ZB chief political reporter Aaron Darman. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Nick. Oh my gosh, sounds like you're in the next room. I'm just next door, but I'm really in Auckland. Oh, wow. I gave the secret away to listeners. Oh, you are in Auckland. So, Aaron, we learned this week that inflation has risen to 7.3%. I imagine the government has been slammed for this. Are they taking any responsibility at all for it? Well, responsibility is hard to come by when it comes to these inflation stats. Uh, When you ask the government and you say, hey, have you had something to do with this? There are many a reason put forward. COVID pandemic, there's wars in in Ukraine. Uh, Obviously, we have a number of issues, uh, regional and international, uh, when it comes to to things that put those inflationary pressures on the cost of living. But look, the government is putting this down to those global pressures. The message is we may have reached our peak uh, and that may be now going down, which of course Kiwis will be very much wanting to see. I guess the question here for me is how does this land with New Zealanders when they go to the shop and their cost, as you you and I will have experienced, a, co- a shop that was previously $30 is now 50 or 60 And as we head into an election year, You have to say New Zealanders will be looking for responsibility from the government or at least action. We saw that action the day before those inflation stats were put out, 7.3% of course on Monday. The day before a last minute press conference uh, with our Finance Minister Grant Robertson announcing an extension of that 25 cent fuel tax cut and half price public transport. Of course there is a little bit of a cynic in me that says well that timing just seems a little bit too good to be true and trying to get ahead of the narrative. That perhaps is the government's biggest admission, that there is some responsibility to be taken here. Let's get into the real world, Aaron. Are you feeling it for the first time in your life, the inflation? Are you actually noticing it when you actually do things or go about your weekly spend and then look at your bank balance at the end of the week? Are you feeling it? It goes without a doubt that over the last six months to a year, those costs have gone up. And you start going to the supermarket or you start going uh, to get those essentials and suddenly the price is ballooning. And, and it, feel, it feels bizarre because you go in and let's say you are wanting tomatoes and previously maybe there was, it was two ninety nine a kilo and suddenly it's 6 or seven ninety nine a kilo and you go, well, I'm not going to have tomatoes. I might go for something else. But I went through an experience where I went through the entire fresh fruit and vegetable section and nothing was on special. Nothing was, was, was cheaper or at least the price that it had been before from my recollection. And I thought, you've got to be joking. And of course, we have to think here as well, there are so many people where this is the difference between putting food on the table and not. And I think that's where the crunch comes in. Sure, I can say here, look, you know, I'm seeing a bit of a difference in the bank balance. We can sit here and go, yep, we are we are feeling the crunch. But there are people who absolutely this is defining for them in terms of eating, in terms of having those essentials or not. And I feel like the government needs to listen to them and actually do something tangible when it comes to that. Yeah, we're here we're hearing or well, I'm hearing on the street where people are only having meat twice in a week. You know what I mean? They just that's because that's the most expensive. I mean, you just can't you can't comprehend that's living in New Zealand. You can't. You can't. You genuinely can't. And of course, it is to be seen. I mean, I travelled a bit um, overseas recently, and and you can see that the cost has gone up overseas as well. When the government talks about global inflationary pressure, they are right. There is no denying that around the world we're seeing that inflation skyrocketing. But that doesn't change the fact that we have a situation here in New Zealand. We have a major and serious and critical issue here in New Zealand when it comes to the cost of living, and we need to address that. Okay. The Prime Minister seems to be facing a heap 
heap of criticism for posing for a photo with the youth MPs maskless. Uh, what's going on there? Well, in short, uh, the youth MPs, the young, the young people, uh, have swarmed uh, around Parliament. They have taken over Parliament this week um, for their youth Parliament, which is also always an incredible uh, opportunity to watch that go down. Um, because I mean, sometimes you, you look at you look at the you know teenagers in the high school or first year uni, and you go, these you know these these are the leaders not just of tomorrow but of now. Uh, but this this photo to me is a storm in a teacup. I mean, the Prime Minister uh, was photographed with the 120 odd MPs a couple of, uh, sorry, youth MPs, a couple of other MPs and leaders as well. And from what we understand, for one photo, they were asked to take a mask off, take the photo, uh, and then put their mask back on. Now, where the Prime Minister, I guess, fell over here a bit is that she posted that photo on her Instagram. That, that was on the same day that Trevor Mallard, the Speaker, put out a reminder to a parliamentary staff to say, wear your mask everywhere where you are in motion or in public spaces in the parliamentary precinct. Also, of course... She has reiterated constantly, well, we're not going to move up in, in any sort of uh, traffic light system, but let's keep those basics. Let's keep those masks on. So what, I think it is a storm in a teacup when it comes to, to, the, to the criticism that Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has been put under, but I feel like it is a lapse of judgment. And she has now said, I will, uh, in her words, politely decline uh, in future uh, any, any opportunities uh, to take my mask off or where I'm told to take my mask off. Here's what she told us yesterday in a press conference. I think everyone uh, will have heard by now the circumstances um, of that photo. Uh, masks uh, were on and then were asked to be removed briefly for a photo. But if I may, I, I from time to time actually do get asked to take my mask off for photos and in the future I'll be more vigilant about politely declining. You're the Prime Minister, why didn't you just tell me? Uh, well, of course, you can see that I was in a group photo of 120 others when we were all asked to briefly remove our masks. As I, as I say, whilst everyone's aware of those circumstances, I will work in future to be more diligent about politely declining when that request is made. I mean, so from, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. A storm and a damn keeper. It would almost be if she had a mask on, she would have been plighted for that. Well, well, exactly. So, I mean, let's let's have conversations about uh, about about the politics, about the policy. Let's have debates about that, uh, not about whether or not uh, this kind of yeah. you know is is a bigger story than it really is. Yes, okay. a lapse of judgment. Don't get me wrong, but I think that's that's where that ends. Okay, Aaron. Three water discussion seems to have heated up again. Is the prime minister still claiming that they're listen, they're listening to concerns of council that oppose it? Yeah, she addressed the local government uh, NZ conference yesterday in Palmerston North and she made it very clear uh, that she believes the government is listening but there won't be really any tangible changes from what they have uh, put forward, what they have proposed and what they're now ploughing forward when it comes to these three waters reforms. Those are those new entities that will basically centralise and take over uh, the management of our water infrastructure. Now, her words were, were really interesting because in many ways she's been having to make the case and the government has been trying to make the case for change. And of course we know mayors and local councils and local officials, uh, there have been many that, have, that are against these changes, that are against the centralisation. Yesterday she was pretty strong on this. She said we have to do something and the status quo is untenable. Now she is basically putting out here we are listening but we have to do something, we can't sit on our laurels and we need to change something now. Of course, there are mayors across the country with local government elections coming up that are effectively putting their job on the line because they're saying either we are going with these three waters reforms or we're not. But 
full well in the knowledge that the that, that the local uh, community that will be voting for them is opposed to their view. And so that will be very interesting to see how the local government, uh, I guess, makeup of the country shapes up when it comes to that local government election and just how many are on the yes, three waters and no three waters side when it comes to when it comes to those uh, those polls later this year. Ara, I just want to wish you all the best for tonight. I know that the you're in Auckland for the Radio Awards, which you're up for the Best New Broadcaster Journalist um, Award, which I you know wish you all the very, very best for. Thank you for coming on the show. Have a good, uh, I don't, what would you call it? It's going to be a virtual isn't it? It's going to be. It a... will. It will be a virtual event. So we're having we're having a, a, a small a small event here um here with our newsroom in Auckland, which is exciting. Obviously, immense privilege to be nominated, and uh, it's exciting for our team. Yeah, it's exciting for our team to uh to have this kind of event. Um, and we'll see how we go. All the very best, and thank you for joining us on the show. Appreciate it. I appreciate your time, and appreciate you. Thank you.